full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's the show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I am your host, Miss Wanda, having a oh, an interesting Saturday morning. We're trying out something new. Okay, it is the second Saturday of the month. It is Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey, because you know that's how we do. And this time around, okay, so last month we tried to do some technology stuff. Sean, are you there with me? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> You're going to just talk about it and make me cry all oh, over No, don't cry. Don't cry. So last <laughs> month, we tried to do some technology uh, upgrades, if you will. And so this time, with the help of our beautiful friend, social media expert extraordinaire, Tisha Holman, we are actually going to be broadcasting live. We are live right now. You can see it on the Full Circle Facebook page. So go to Full Circle 975 on Facebook and go to Sean's page. I am Sean L. Brown, and we are live right now. So she's on the phone. We're live in the studio. All kinds of good stuff happening. Make sure you join in the conversation with us today. We've got a good show. But before we do that, I want to do a little housekeeping. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank everyone that supported the California Black Chamber of Commerce Foundation for the big day of giving on Thursday. We really appreciate your support. So thank you so much. And family, if you didn't give, you have it in your heart to be able to do so. I know these are tough times, um, but if you still would like to give, please visit our website at calbcc.org. And we actually, Jay King, our CEO and president, he has actually launched a special COVID-19 GoFundMe. It's called Everybody Pitch In. And it is to assist and save California-based small black businesses. So if you want more information, then go to our website. Again, it's calbcc.org. I also want to say I have been enjoying all of the posts, and it's touched, you know, my heart as well as the hearts of many, uh, seeing people that have been running for Ahmad who uh, Ahmad Arbery, who was senselessly murdered in Georgia uh, by white supremacists. Um, I was happy to see people, yesterday was his birthday, and see people out running in his honor. So let's continue to fight for justice. Let's continue to pray for his family and pray that justice is served. And let's keep fighting family. Let's just keep fighting. Um, So I wanted to make sure to just kind of continue to encourage people to do that and be in that space. Um, Also, Michelle Obama's Becoming. If you read the book, or if you didn't read the book, um, you know, her Netflix special dropped this week. So she's got uh, Michelle Obama Becoming. It's kind of the story about her book tour. I started watching it last night and it's actually pretty good. So it was just, you know, a story about her going around the country. She's had people following her as she's gone on her book tour and just seeing the lives that she's touched and continue to see how dynamic and awesome of a woman she was and of a first lady that she was is really amazing. So that's on Netflix. It's Michelle Obama Becoming and it's on Netflix. Netflix, so make sure you check that out. And then um, the last thing I want to say is I literally just found out right before the show started that Andre Harrell passed 
way. And if you are, if you know music or if you know fashion, um, especially if you know hip hop like me, I'm an old head. Um, and I, I, this is an industry I always wanted to be in. And so from a young age, Andre Harrell was one of the people that mentored and I followed. Um, and so just to hear of his passing, I guess he passed away yesterday. And just to hear of that, that was like a punch in the gut to me. He was responsible for many careers uh, from Heavy D to Jekyll and Hyde. If you're again, an old head, you know that mm-hmm. um, to Mary J. Blige, of course, Diddy. He was really a, a right hand man to Diddy. Um, and he was Diddy was his right hand man when he mm-hmm. ran Uptown Records. So, um, man, mad love and shout out to Andre Harrell, rest in peace. Um, the details of his death are unknown at this time, but I just want to send love out to his son Gianni and to his family. Again, uh, that was that was a sucker punch, y'all. So again, just continue to keep everybody in prayer. If you're a praying person, whatever that your belief is, whatever higher power you go to, um, just send love and positivity and good vibes out for people that are still going. People are going through stuff, and Unfortunately, because COVID has taken such a um, a large part of the conversation that a lot of other things that are still happening were kind of missing or glossing over. Now, I'm not saying that he had COVID, but I'm just saying that, you know, I know that there are people that are still out there suffering, suffering, struggling, and even passing away from things other than COVID. So we just want to make sure to continue to spread love and light to everyone that we meet because we can only get through this if we support each other. Miss Brown, you ready? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Before we get started, can I just say happy birthday to my child, Lena Brown. She is 20 today. And um, she's an amazing young woman. Beautiful. Her heart, her mind is just extraordinary. And I'm so thankful and so shocked that I was able to uh, not only create, but then um, raise such an amazing young woman so happy birthday beanie baby mommy loves you happy birthday lena happy birthday young lady she is a sweet young lady i've only met her twice but just a sweetheart uh, she just really seemed is. like a really sweet young lady and then shout out yesterday was my niece and nephew birthday uh taylor and tyler um so shout out to taylor and tyler and they usually taylor really usually does it big so this was a hard one for her to not be able to go all out the way she normally does but she still had a good time so uh, i saw them yesterday and just want to let you know they are so gorgeous like gorgeous they look I like their auntie that's why <laughs> exactly they, that's exactly what i said i said that i it's like you had them they, yeah. they're beautiful they, it really is like our relationship is like i had them like they are my other children um, yeah, because in, in our family, children. yeah, and in our family, there's only the three: my son, and then my niece and nephew. As far as grandchildren, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, th- we were a, we spent a lot of time, and still do, and I and I'm really proud of the relationship I have with both of them, um, because we can talk about anything, mm-hmm. we can do anything. Um, both of them love old school hip hop, which of course you know that's. That's the thing right there. That's the binder. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, movies and all the things that we have in common. They're always there for me and they know I'm always there for them um, as well as my son. So, yeah, it's it's it, it was really nice to be able to celebrate them the way that I did yesterday. So, well, happy bonus mother. Happy bonus mother day. Mother's Day to you, too, because <laughs> we do 
plays a mother role in a lot of lives, not just in the lives of the children that we give birth to. Tisha's my bonus daughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to just go ahead and it, it, the stalling has, has, fin- has ceased. Shut up. <laughs> The stalling has ceased. All right, fam. So, you know, we are in this relationship series. We kicked it off. Lessons from the Journey meets Full Circle. Relationship series kicked off in January. And, of course, with this being May, with this being the day before Mother's Day, we can only talk about the mother-daughter relationship. And it's a journey. It is definitely a journey. It is a a journey. Yeah, it is a journey that... It seems like a lot of women struggle, not everyone. I know some women that are amazingly close to their mom. Their mom is mm-hmm. their best friend. And then there are other people that have a more difficult relationship. And we're going to dig into that, you know, this this whole show. We're going to dig mm-hmm. into that relationship and what it looks like. And what does the Bible say about us mm-hmm. and our relationship as well? So... Before we dive into that, how are you? We've been, uh, this is our second show with you on the phone, home, uh, sheltered in place in your home in Southern California and me here. How are you doing? How are you faring? It's been, what, um, a month and a half since we've sheltered. I've been home. It's interesting because when I was there in Sacramento in February, I came to the show in February. You know, I always stay in work. Um, When I came on the plane, I promise you, I heard God say, you're about to sit down in March. So I kind of was prepared. I was already sitting down. I had no idea, obviously, it's going to take a turn like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been, at first, I wasn't tripping. And I'm really still not. It's, I think the thing that has challenged me more about COVID is the realization of how I had not managed my relationships in some areas very well. Mm-hmm. And the busyness of life, um, I was missing a lot of things. So, yes, it's difficult. COVID has been difficult, but it's also been a blessing because the most important aspects of my life I didn't realize were being neglected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's got some challenges, but growth always has challenges. So I'm just thankful. Yeah. Thankful for God right now. Yeah. And, you know, when and I said I've said this on the show a couple of times already that when the distractions get moved out of the way, because you, you mentioned, you know, being busy and traveling. And it's true. It's like as long as we have these other things to kind of take our focus off of what's really important or be able to put our attention, more attention on our relationships and our finances, our career, whatever it is, um, you know, we were okay. We were just kind of surviving. But this mm-hmm. thing has kind of taken pulling the curtain back. Mm-hmm. And now we have to really, ex- you you don't have to, but you would want to examine some things in this time. Yeah. I mean, well, what, it, what else is there to do? I, I think realistically, it's not even if you want to anymore. It's real, really, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there to do? Yeah. And so that's what we're doing today. We are examining that mother-daughter relationship. So Mm -hmm. um, I I don't have daughters. Well, Taylor is like my surrogate daughter, so sort Mm -hmm. of. Um, And when I was married, I had stepdaughters, but I didn't raise a girl. So with you, so let's just dig into, I guess, the relationship with your mom 
Or do you want to do your your mom or do you want to do your daughter first? Because, you know, I I guess it influences the other, right? It it absolutely, your show is full circle. So today is my daughter's birthday. And when I wake up this morning, I realize it is a journey that everybody has been a mother, I mean, been a daughter, and most daughters have become mothers. And so what I get the unique privilege of on my daughter's 20th birthday talking about that full circle journey. And what I pray that this show does today is open up conversations for mothers and daughters, because I don't care what relationship you are in, there will be wounds in the relationship. And when you talked about what did the Bible say about it, uh, I believe it's in Matthew where it talks about there will be contention between the mother and the daughter. And so how do we come through that? How do we grow through that? And, you know, you know, I always say suffer sexy and that adversity is a part of any relationship. And we have to learn how to not only manage it, deal with it, embrace it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. So I, I think realistically in this conversation, it starts with your my own mother um, and that journey. I think that's where we get to start. We're a little nervous, y'all, because this is um, it's an intense conversation. It so. is. It is. So what we're going to do is we'll take a break. And mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to just take the gloves off and dig into it. How about that? Yeah, we want to hear from you, too. Please, Lord, I want to hear from you. So, family, again, we are trying something new. We are actually on Facebook Live. Now, you're like, that's not new. But we're trying a new technology in the background. Thanks again to our uh, wonderful and extraordinary producer today, uh, Tisha Holman of Mind Your Business LLC. Make sure you check it out. Um, But we are doing something different. So you can actually watch the show live on Facebook Live. Go to the Full Circle 975 page or go to Sean's page, I I am Sean L. Brown. You can, we'll also take your comments as well. So again, we're trying something new family. So help us out. We're going to take a break. This is full circle. We will be right back. Like what you hear. Drop us a line at full circle, nine, seven, five at gmail.com. And she is back empowering you with knowledge and wisdom. This is Full Circle with Miss Wanda. We are back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I am your host, Miss Wanda. It's the second Saturday of the month. It's Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey with my co-host, Sean L. Brown. Sean, you still there with me? I am still here, and I love that I can see you this month. Yeah, you can actually see me in all my glory and splendor and all my Corona snackage. (laughs) And your happiness shirt. I love your happiness Yeah, my shirt says own your happiness because that's what it's all about. It's owning who you are and and just not letting anybody tell you anything different, really. Amen. I showed that to my child on her birthday post. Own your happiness. So let's dig into it. We are continuing our relationship series this month with... Uh, the relationship, the mother-daughter relationship. And we had really planned something totally different pre-corona, right? We had had planned to have you and your daughter and your mom in the studio, and then things have changed. But one of the things about both of us is that we're so adaptive and we can still, you know, because out of our obedience, things can still happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. let's talk about, uh, you were sharing uh, when we were doing our pre-production call last night and this morning about your growing up mm-hmm. with a teenage mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
you know, it's interesting as we prepare for motherhood, I want to celebrate my mom and I want to say thank you because there is no Sean L. Brown without Lena Patton. And she's amazing. She's courageous. And um, my mom had me at 16 years old. Um, that journey of uh, a single parent is, is challenging on its own. But the journey of a single teenage mother is one that is, I know we talk about it, but we often talk about it in terms of the impact on the mother. But it's very, it's not very often that I've actually heard the grown daughter talk about Mm. that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in, I was born in 1970, so that I'm born to a baby boomer. So my mom had to make tough choices, one of which was putting me up for adoption. That was something that they did with the kids. They would send you away, and then you would give the baby up for adoption, and you'd come back. Mm -hmm. My mom courageously chose to keep me. she, in her senior year of high school, um, had to come into a foster home with me. Um, she took me away from Vallejo, California, and into Silicon Valley um, as an 18-year-old girl. That is miraculous to me. Um, grew up, I grew up in Sunnydale, California, she having to work two jobs and sometimes working two jobs and going to school. Because of that, I often spend a lot of time alone. My emotional development that was kind of left to me to figure out. And she was faced with the daunting task of raising a child versus providing for a child because my father wasn't in the picture. I didn't understand a lot of that as I got into my adult years and I, I didn't, a lot of it I perceived as rejection. It wasn't until the full circle journey of me having a daughter and beginning my ascent to parenthood that I was able to even understand how challenging it was for my mother. So that's so true uh, that sometimes we, we don't understand the parent's journey until we become a parent on our own. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. you know, it's one of the things that, and your parents would say it to you all the time. Well, I don't know if yours, but you just hear parents say all the time, well, wait till you have a child, you know, mm-hmm. because it was, you know, it sounded like it might've been like a diss or something like that, but really it was, you won't understand until you're walking in my shoes, until you mm-hmm. have to make some of the decisions that I've made. Good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. I made right. the best decision that I could. Mm-hmm. And you will never understand that until you are able to be in that position yourself. Whether you're a biological mother, stepmother, whatever it is, you won't until you have someone that you are caring for in that way, in a parent-child relationship, whether you've birthed them or not, until you're in that relationship, you won't know those things, those decisions. You won't have an understanding or at least and maybe not even still understand, but maybe at least an empathy for the decisions that you made as a, a single or as a as a parent. 
Oh, absolutely. I, you know, when I look at my daughter today, if I did not have my daughter, and this is an honest truth, the relationship I have with my mother would be very taxed mm. because I did not understand the complexities of trying to train a child in the way they should go um, if you didn't have all of the structure that you needed. So mm. when I look, I got to go back a generation. Mm -hmm. My mother's mother had her at 15. She was an orphan. She was violently abused. She was left alone. Um, so that's who raises my mother. And what our family has been able to accomplish is it is absolutely amazing. The difficult part in the road for me to being a mother of a daughter is because my mother was working two jobs and going to school, I didn't know really, I didn't understand the role of mother. I didn't even understand what it meant. I knew how to provide, but I didn't understand the role of mother. And to be honest, when I found out I was pregnant with my son, I was panicked. That's when it hit me. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know. Um, I know how to work and I know how to provide, but I don't know how to nurture. And I think especially in the black community, um, the single mother is forced to take on the role of both father and mother. The child goes underdeveloped in the area of emotions, um, mentally, um, and the mother is so taxed on every level. She's exhausted. She's hurt. She's broken. Um, and so a lot of us in the African-American community are growing up in a, in a broken state and we're passing on brokenness to our children inadvertently. So I'm, I'm praying that today as I uh, so gently, um, tread over this topic that we're able to shed some light on some of the challenges. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to just kind of bring that up to every single parent, right? Every nationality. Every nationality. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like that. It's, it's just, it's one of our common struggles. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. right now we really need to find commonality. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. I From think. The out, what do you think is the cause of the challenge? When I talk to grown women today who struggle, you know, I sometimes I, I look at women in their 40s and 50s who in the presence or in the presence of the mother-daughter conversation literally shrink to children right before my eyes. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the cause of that relationship struggle what do you see unresolved issues it's un unresolved pain unresolved guilt unresolved stuff it's baggage mm -hmm. it's that that unspoken baggage that gets passed down from generation to generation it's the things that happened here and especially depending on what era that your parent was raised in um I know my mom and aunts and them, they're older, 
And in that generation, just in that, just overall, the baby boomers, as the you baby said, boomer. mm-hmm. have this kind of almost like a cone of silence. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're dealing with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't want you to have to deal with, you know, they're protecting you from stuff that they dealt with, but you don't know what that protection is. And so there's a struggle because it's almost like, you know, when someone tells you to do something, but they don't give you a reason why. Yeah, it's that it's knowing the why it's me. It, it, it's your noble honor of protecting your child from pain, mm-hmm. but not explaining the root of the pain. Right. And I think for that and for children or for people as we're growing up is, well, you know, you you're, you're you hear this one a lot. My parents are so strict. And sometimes that strict comes out of something that, you know, maybe it's a result of they don't want to see you go through the things that they went through because what the things that they went through were pretty tough for them. Like I used to have, I had a friend that used to, she had a daughter and she would always say, I will never let my daughter. And she never let her daughter sleep at anyone else's house. The daughter could have sleepovers, but she could, the the kids could sleep over their house, but the daughter was never allowed. And I was like, oh, that's, I don't know why I would want my kid. And I'm not saying that anything happened to my friend, but now I, as I got older, I understand that people be touching people's kids, right? So you want to protect your kid. But if you don't know that, if you just know, well, my mom is strict, I can't spend a night over nobody's house. And they, and, and say that is the root. Now, again, not saying that happens all the time, but say in this instance, that is the root of why the parent choose, chose to do that. But they don't, share that part with the child so then there's that miscommunication there's already not a level playing field of our relationship because you haven't felt comfortable to share those parts of yourself with me in a way that helps me to understand who you are as a person exactly and why I am right Right, so I've been toying with my book and and one of the titles I've been playing with is secrets make you sick Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because as as mothers, a lot of times we try to hide mm-hmm. the, the challenging aspects of life, the mm-hmm. shameful aspects of life from the children. But if we look at cycles and generational curses, those are the things that we need to share because they become warnings. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing I see um, as I've gone through probably about 15 years of therapy, shame and your shame and hurt literally keep the mother stagnant in her development Mm, and it keeps the child stuck in a cycle Mm, and belief system. So, you know, if we are unable to get past our shame, which the only way that we can really do that is with the truth of God in our identity. So I'm so thankful that I find Christ before I really find Christ before I have my children, because as soon as I got pregnant, I could hear God saying, you have to dive in. So I started looking for mentors. I was clear. I didn't know how. I didn't know how to get rise above the shameful things that had happened to me. Um, I became hypervigilant um, as my children started to get school age because I had been molested. Mm-hmm. Things I hadn't talked about with my own mother. 
So as a parent, when we talk about kids not understanding a strictness of a parent or, you know, those typically are birthed in trauma. So if I haven't had a traumatic experience, I have no reason to sense danger for my child. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think it all ties in together with how the raising comes about. And without Christ, there's no possible way that I'm going to be able to rise above the things that plagued me as an, as a child to be able to raise my child. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it makes complete sense. This is good conversation because this is stuff that we need to kind of dig in. You, we always talk about cleaning the wounds and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we need to clean the wounds. The and wounds are the wounds are deep, and the, and I realize my wound, the wounds I have. My mom has that wound, too. So I just wanted to protect my child as much as humanly possible mm -hmm. from having those wounds repeated. Mm -hmm. And then I, ha I wasn't always successful. And that's what's so frustrating because I worked so hard in so many areas to not wound my child. But, you know, where I know I wounded my child mm -hmm. is the is my inability to connect with her emotionally. Mm -hmm. And that comes from a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and an inability to connect with my mother emotionally. So as she's 20, I'm about to turn 50. That is the next level of our relationship journey. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing I'm thankful for is that in Christ, in my relationship with Christ, I knew I couldn't hide. Mm -hmm. So right away, I started to tell the shameful aspects of my life. And I told those things to my children because I wanted them to know, hey, mommy went down this route. Mommy went down this road. This is what I chose. This is the outcome of the choice. Now my job is to present you with that truth and you get to make those choices as they come your way. But at least I told you. Yeah. At least I told you. I pointed them out to you. But you, he, good. But I, I'm sorry, but you are in a small a small population, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have the language or don't want because it's so painful for them, right? Mm -hmm. Think about if you have pain that you've been mm -hmm. sitting on, that you haven't dealt with, that you've been pushing down, and now you bring this child into the world, and at some point you need to protect them from the things that you have you've dealt with, but you haven't really dealt with them. So how do you warn? And you, like I said, you were like a rarity because not rarity. A lot of it, more. I no, wish I'm more a people. Rarity, I wish more people did. Deal with that. Yeah, I wish more people did because, um, you know, you it's hard to really give a full, I guess, protection if you don't dig into everything. You know, if you don't just sit down and say, and, and I'm saying age appropriate, I'm not saying Absolutely. you got it, but you know, just, Hey, you know, I just want to protect you because I had some bad things happen to me and X, Y, Z or whatever it is. So I like that you had that conversation, but it's interesting. If I hear you correctly, you had that conversation with your children, but you, did you have that conversation? It didn't sound like you had that with your mom first. No. Okay. Okay. That's so, what I thought. I, I, to be honest, I can't say 
that we've had that conversation today. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. My um, one of the things I feel like I had an unfair advantage to being courageous. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that, and I and this is a gift from my childhood, because it was so challenging and so isolated and so lonely, mm-hmm. I was petrified mm-hmm. of that repeating. So I didn't care how embarrassing it was. My mother gene kicked in and I refused. Oh, okay, I see. I was like, bunk that. So when it came to your kids, you were like, no, that mama bear instinct kind of kicked in and you were like, uh-huh. okay, I'm protecting. However, it's however some, I, gotta I still do, need however to have this other conversation over there that yeah, I'm that. still waiting to have. Yeah. Oh. And it's really difficult. It's really difficult. I love my mother from Absolutely. the bottom of my heart. And so the, what makes it so difficult to have the conversations, because I know that the things I have endured and been through as a parent would be hurtful for me to hear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But as my mom, of course, I want to talk to her. There were times, you know, you know, when I was raped mm-hmm. um, as a teenager, I wanted to talk to my mom about it. But that's a conversation that my mom and I don't have until my son graduates from high school. Wow. It's a secret I kept in my heart and in my life all those years because I was afraid to hurt my mom. And I think that, too, comes from being an only child mm-hmm. and feeling the guilt of watching her go to work, two jobs and going to school and mm-hmm. trying to provide. So the child ends up taking on a parental role, yeah, which really messes with the child psychologically because the roles are all out of order. Mm-hmm. So in essence, you end up becoming a parent, but you've never been a child, so you don't know how to be. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? I've Absolutely. never been a child. Yeah. You've never been a parent either before then. Right. So to have to, to navigate a world that you weren't familiar with, I'm sure that was tough as well. Oh, it's insane. And then on top of that, you know, the, the like your your friend, she was like, my kids ain't spending the night nowhere. Let me tell you what my nevers were. Mm-hmm. My kids ain't never going to have a key. They don't need a key because somebody's always going to be home. Mm-hmm. I was always alone. I grew up as a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. I started being a latchkey kid. I remember getting keys around my neck at six. Mm-hmm. And don't lose your keys, right? But then I understand her, right? She's like, don't lose your keys. Stay in the house. Don't answer phone. Don't talk to. That's the best way that she can protect me because she's also got to provide. So she gave me an unfair advantage to pressing into learning how to be what I had never really seen. And she was coming from a 16 year old brain, 17 year old brain, 18 year old brain. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. With no husband, you know, my dad is 19. He's a schizo- he's got schizophrenia. Yeah. So she's got no support. But let me tell you how amazing my childhood is in this respect. I had Inez Lemon, my mother's mother, an amazing grandmother. I had Cleopatra Jackson, my dad's mother. I had Sarah Johnson, my great grandmother on my father's side. And then I had two grandfathers. So while my parents were teenagers, God provided me with a slew of support that of people that played a parental role all throughout my life. So that's why today I take my role as bonus mother so seriously because 
God gives us these people throughout our lives to help us in the areas where our parents couldn't. So my mother was a phenomenal provider, right? Mm -hmm. And God helped her out to raise the Sean L. Brown you see today from tons of bonus mothers and fathers. Yeah. So I'm thankful. I, I truly am thankful, even though there is, if you looked at my, I wrote it down on a piece of paper for people. It would look like a tragedy, mm-hmm. but when I look at the fruit of the two children that I have and the slew of bonus children I have, it is an unfair advantage to a successful parenting journey. Yeah, yeah. Family, if you're just joining us, this is Full Circle. I am Miss Wanda. It's actually second Saturday of the month. Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey Live. Going deep today, we are continuing our relationship series with mother-daughter relationships. It is the day before Mother's Day. We're not trying to blow up your spot. We just want to have a conversation with you and talk about, you know, getting free from why moms and daughters have friction or have mm-hmm. just not 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 the smoothest relationship. Not all mothers and daughters. Again, I know some people, I have some friends, some very dear friends that their mom is their best friend. You know, Absolutely. So, so definitely not saying that, but we just want to examine um, the, the role and the relationship that Sean's had with with her mom um, and just talk about what that journey has been for her. This is lessons from the journey. So what has that journey been from her? So, you know, we're going in. We're going. This is the most awkward interview we've ever done together. I think it is such a touchy subject. and, And actually, I think it's good. Actually, what it reminds me of, I feel like we're giving the family and remember family, you can join us on Facebook live right now. If you go to the um, full circle 975 Facebook page, you can actually see Sean and I interacting. She's down in SoCal. I'm here. We're trying out a new technology new to us. Thanks to our producer extraordinaire, uh, Tisha Holman, all the way in Dallas, Texas. So we've got a lots of stuff going on, right? You got SoCal, SAC, Dallas. We've got people on Facebook. Um, so we want to see your comments in Facebook and the chat as well. Um, but, you know, I think this, we're giving people a glimpse into what we are, who we are off the air. Like, mm-hmm. these are some of our real life conversations. Mm-hmm. And I feel it like really we're just is. letting the family, the full circle family in on what we talk about, the things that we we discuss when we're not on the air so you say it's an awkward interview I, first of all it's not an interview it's like it's a conversation but conversation. it's definitely a deep one um and one that we've actually had you know different bits and parts of it uh throughout our our friendship you know mm-hmm. and we'll continue mm-hmm. to have Ooh, man that was good but it's also cathartic it is. I think, you know, you, I told you this morning in our pre-production meeting as I was bawling in the parking lot at the grocery store, I am so thankful for your sisterhood because, again, we have these surrogate family relationships. And being an only child, I didn't have grew up with a sister. So having you in my life as we explore these challenges and help people explore them for themselves, mm-hmm. you need your team. You need your people because... Mm-hmm. It's very, life is challenging. Yeah. The relationship is challenging. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to the people that are listening on Facebook Live. Shout out to Rosalind Sago. What's up to Gloria Bailey Ray, my friend in the Bay Area. She's like a, a, a big sister mom to me. So 
Hi, Gloria. Thank you so much for supporting and, and commenting. Also, what's up to Claudia Newman, um, a good friend and supporter of the show as well. So we've got people listening. Gloria actually said, this is not an awkward conversa- conversation. It is needed. There are so many mothers and daughters that are estranged. Yeah, it yeah. really it, it is. And I know it is. It, I, it is. Yeah, it breaks it, my heart. It does. It, make, it makes me sad. And what is What's really sad for me is I see so many daughters that are in a position of suffering, but they're suffering in silence because they don't don't want to hurt mm-hmm. their mother by saying mm-hmm. how I feel or how yeah. we feel. Yeah. Um, but this, in order for us to grow, you know, Wanda, you hate when I say this. Suffer sexy. I already know where you're going. <laughs> suffering and the hardship is absolutely necessary. Yeah. It is absolutely necessary, especially for the future generation. So if we are unwilling to press into these very difficult areas, walk through the valley of shadow of death, we leave our children in the lurch to yeah. continue suffering in the ways that we hated. So, yeah, that's that's true. That's very so, true. So I'm OK. I'm OK to fall on the sword. Yeah. Because well. I know my mom loves me and I know she knows I love her. These are just the difficult conversations. And I want to encourage I'm hoping that tomorrow morning on Mother's Day, the people that listen to this will have a a conversation with their mother or parent, or or maybe a mother is listening and will reach out to their child, which would be the optimal idea for me, is that the mother would reach out to the child and say, hey, I want to come to you. I I want us to grow. And yeah. so in order for us to grow, we have to we have to prune the tree a little bit. Yeah, it's all about healing. It is so much about healing. Again, mm-hmm. it's not about drama. It's about no. uncovering the trauma to get mm-hmm. to healing. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's so about that. Um, shout out to Miss Cresha. What up? Hey, Miss Cresha. Hey, Miss Cresha. Um, thank you so much for supporting. Again, we are taking your comments on Facebook Live. So go to the Full Circle 975 page. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will be back with more conversation right after this and remember i'm just sending love to to andre harrell today so rest in peace andre harrell this is full circle we'll be right back show your support for the show by liking and sharing our facebook page at full circle 97.5 and we're back with miss wanda life coach motivational speaker and friend of sisters everywhere This is Full Circle. Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey, second Saturday of the month with my co-host, Sean L. Brown. And we have a caller on the line. Robert, you still there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, so Robert wanted to give some comments regarding our mother-daughter conversation. Go ahead, Robert. Well, I was just saying, you know, sometimes sometimes the really deep uh, religious uh, feelings that our, our parents have, you know, they... They kind of they they really push it, you know, and it's not it's not a bad thing because they're really looking out for your spirituality. I I totally understand as a parent myself, you know, and uh, it should come to a point with uh, daughters or sons that they they have kids of their own and they recognize that what their mother was actually doing is everything in her power, everything she knows how to do to protect them. And you can't stay mad at your mom for that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
You can't do it. And I don't care what you believe. I don't care where your religious beliefs or spirituality took you. Your parents introduced you to God. And that's the best gift they could have ever did. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing. Appreciate that. You made some really great points, and you're absolutely yeah. right. It's like our parents did the best that they can do. Thank you so much for calling, Robert. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Have Take care. Right. Now, you go home now. All right. (laughs) All right. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Robert made some really good points in that. He was saying, you know, our parents did the best that they could. Right. and, and, And fam, we're not saying anything different. We're just saying that if you have a strain in your relationship with your parent or with your child, that let's start get to healing and start mending that relationship because really growth can't happen until we dig. You know, you know, I just moved into a new house. What up, Angel Green and Miss Charlena? Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, I just moved into a new house. People have been giving me plants and I and the plants are already too big for their pots. I know where you're going. I got to dig the roots, dig the plant out and put it into something bigger so that it can grow. And that's the same thing that we're doing with this conversation today is we have to uh, dig and put our stuff into a bigger pot so we can have a, a healthy relationship with our families. Even in the Bible, you know, in John 15, God says he proved that even the fruitful branches and the ones that bear no more fruit, he cuts off, he mm-hmm. cuts away. Mm-hmm. What we haven't done a very good job with is the pruning process. Yeah. Because the pruning process means I have to let go of my idea about things were, mm-hmm. and I also have to let go of the coping and protective mechanism that I set up to survive those challenging moments. Uh-huh. It's everything that is that happened in the childhood that wasn't true. Yeah. And that's the difficult part mm-hmm. is that the relationships, in order for them to grow past the mother daughter relationship where it was a minor, a mother daughter minor and adult relationship to mm-hmm. a fruitful one where it's two adult people, uh-huh. we have to prune and purge. There's, you're right. As parents, we haven't been there before. Yeah. So we make mistakes. The hard part is if the parent is mired in shame, Mm -hmm. it is difficult for them to acknowledge those mistakes, which leaves the relationship immature and stagnant. That is so true. Can we take another phone call, Sean? Please. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Wait, don't. Okay. Hang up. (laughs) 97.5. Hello. Hi. I have a a question in regards to the topic today about the strange relationship. Between the mother and daughter. Uh-huh. My question is that, well, it's more of a statement. My daughter tried to make me feel guilty about things in life. She was the only child. She wanted for nothing. I made sure that she had everything. And to this day, she still trying to do things to hurt me, and I don't understand why. Thank you for sharing that. That that's a tough one because you know, again, it's it's part of our kids go through stuff as well, and sometimes they have a hard time expressing what they're going through. You know what I mean? There there could be a 
a hole, right? If you ever, if you yeah. ever heard of ACEs, right? Uh, what something? It's a childhood trauma, right? ACEs, and basically what it is is we don't. Sometimes we don't even take into consideration the traumas that our children have, and so they're still dealing with stuff as well. And so that anger can be that unresolved stuff that's still happening. Thank you so much for calling. I want to. Um, I'm going to take the next call, but we're going to address that as well. Thank you so much Thank for calling. You. All right. So true. Hello, ninety-seven-five. Hi. How are you today? Fine. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for this topic because it's a great topic and we deal with this on a daily basis. Um, The only input I wanted to add about mother-daughter relationships when they're complicated is that for me and my mother um, growing up, um, everything I did was not good enough no matter how great my job was or successful, whatever, it wasn't good enough. And so even though there was a respect because I would never disrespect her, it's just I kept trying to fill this void to make it good enough for her. And only when I realized as a grown woman and I was 32 and my mother and I and my my father went on a trip that I no longer related to my mother as a little girl trying to win her approval, but I became, I told her we need to talk and we had a woman-to-woman discussion as a grown woman to my mother. Did the tide change? And me and her broke a bunch of chains and moved into this great realm of respect and a daughter and a mother relationship. But before that, I still was operating from the little girl trying to win her mother's approval. And I think I'm just trying to say to a lot of women that you must understand the place where you are when you're trying to confront an issue of concern. Get my point? Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Love you. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) That was another excellent point, too, of... Hold on. Let me do that. Okay. So that was another really good point that... all right, family, we got to do a little maneuvering with these phones. So th- thank you for bearing with us. Um, two good points that the last two callers made, um, the child being angry at the parent and the parent not being good enough. And I also want to address the comments on Facebook, too. Again, family, you can join us. We are on the if you go to the full circle 975 page on Facebook, you can join in the conversation as well. So. Claudia said that she agreed with Robert. Uh, She said she's glad that she has resolved her broken relationship with her mom by accepting that she may never understand her feelings, that she has moved on and just love on on her mom. She received her healing. Um, And then Angel said, because pruning brings new growth, we can't grow if we don't prune. And then Mm -hmm. Miss Cresha said, what about when the parents don't want to hear us out or take responsibility on how the relationship was that's a good one miss Cresha. oh it's it's, it's it's very common so let's start first with the anger at the parent i think i addressed that pretty good in that sometimes we don't we don't take the child's trauma into consideration um mm-hmm. and that, that that stuff is real and so we have to really work with our children in order to because they they can be angry at missing mm-hmm. out or what whatever it is the void maybe their one parent wasn't there whatever it is maybe they feel they didn't get enough whatever it is we got to get to the root of that anger right or children the children who dealt with parents who were addicted mm-hmm. to, to people who dealt with uh parents who were abusive oh absolutely ways, yeah you know um People of the neglectful parent. There's a lot of things, and and a lot of times parents. And I know as a parent myself, and I worked hard at this thing. When my kids 
sat down as adults to tell me the areas in which I had wounded them. Yeah. Oh, man. And to have to listen to it. It was hard, right? Oh, yeah. But because, again, it's another gift from my mother, because it was so difficult for me to try to, to... talk to my mother about the traumas and the atrocities that I had suffered as a result of growing up. It was too much for her. It was hard for her to bear. And so the gift for me was no matter how I wanted to defend myself, I had to get into my wounded child place and say, what did I need from my mom? But because I needed it so badly and didn't get it, I was able to then give my children what I didn't get, even though it was hard. Yeah, yeah. And what happened for us full circle was by letting them talk it out, and then then they were open to hearing me. Yeah. And it brought a healing. Yeah. But it starts with the parent being in their role as parents. You have to be the rescuer. That's the role God puts you in. So while I understand that the child may be angry. The child has no idea how to share with the parent. Yeah. I'm hurting. Right, right, right. I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm scared. I don't understand why these things happen. I want to connect with you. What happened? I need you in this in this space to be mature enough now to allow me to be your child. Now that also pivots to what Miss Cresha said too is on yes. the other side of that is what about when they don't want to hear it, when they don't want to take responsibility? And that's part of the root of that is because remember when I talked about at the top of the show, sometimes when our pain is so deep yes. that it's, it's too hard for us to even be able to, we haven't dealt with it yet. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. You know, how do you expect me to take responsibility for stuff that I haven't even still fully healed from or mm-hmm. even addressed? Right. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is like, you know, so what do you do as the child when you have that situation, an adult child, especially when you have that situation where the parents not willing to take responsibility or don't want to hear it because it's going to reopen their own wounds how do you deal with that as the child? Because you, you mentioned, uh, and, you know, part of that, too, is, you know, we want to be delicate mm-hmm. because we don't want to hurt our parents' feelings. But we need to get to healing. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you have know. to be honest. Yeah. So for me, I have been in a lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Ron asked me a question. You know, I've had, we've gone through all these exercises in writing. And finally, he asked me, what if your mother is not capable of mm-hmm. giving you what you need? Mm-hmm. What if she's given you the best that she has to give you? Can you accept it and move on? Mm-hmm. And I said, I've got to accept it and move on. Yeah. And he said, then, then what's the next thing for you? And the next thing for me has been letting God heal me mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally without needing my mother to do anything. And, and letting so go of the expectations. Letting go of the expectations mm-hmm. and really honing in on my own parental role. Because if I stayed focused on what I didn't get from her, mm-hmm. I would miss the fact that because I didn't get that from her, I wasn't getting, able to give that to my children. So I needed 
to pour into that relationship and let God deal with that one, the other one. That goes back to what Claudia said was knowing, accepting the fact that her mom wasn't going to, they weren't going to see eye to eye on maybe the past or whatever it is and just loving on her anyway. Anyway. Just loving on that parent anyway. At some point we have to let go of the expectation, like we Mm -hmm. said, of you being my rescuer. Okay, I see that you're not ready but I need to tell you this and then I need to move on. I can't even expect or I can have an ex. Well, I don't want to hold on to the expectation of waiting for you to be to say I'm sorry even. Yeah, absolutely. Because you might not get that and you can't mm-hmm. keep holding on to waiting for Well, she still ain't apologized. For, you know, she mm-hmm. you know did this back and blah, blah, blah. You got to just move on. You got to find a way to let go and move forward. And that can be difficult. And hope I hope when you're hearing this, you're not hearing that we're saying it's easy because it's not easy. It's stuff that I have let go of. Yeah, stuff that I have let go of that I still every once in a while I, I want to pick it back up and be mad about it again. It's like, come on, come on. you know. Mm-hmm. And at some point you get tired of doing that dance also. Absolutely. But, you know, it's when, on that point, you know, again, it's when you have those people that you need to address an issue with them you Mm -hmm. have to just address it for yourself and then Mm -hmm. let it go they always say forgiveness is for you and not for the other person so once you've said your piece you know I'm sorry you don't want to deal with this and then you got to draw some boundaries because Mm -hmm. especially if that parent is doing those same things because I hear this a lot in people that I talk to people that I coach and and mentor and work with that's just who I am you got to take it or leave it Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so this is check this out this is what we gonna do I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to have to draw a boundary because your my relationship with you is not healthy and you don't respect me enough to have a better relationship. So I'm going to tell you this and then peace. I'm out. Absolutely. And I got to walk and I have to walk away. And 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 a therapist told me this a long time ago that they he told me that it you don't give a pass to someone just because they're related to you mm-hmm. if they are hurting you they are mm-hmm. hurting you mm-hmm. and i some have always stuck with that you know i agree yeah. and some mother-daughter relationships are toxic yeah and those toxic relationships i in no way uh challenge you to engage in that if mm-hmm. you need to for yourself get free get free yeah. however god speaks to you for me I love my mother from the bottom of my heart. We actually live together. We own a home together. Mm-hmm. And our relationship is, is what it can be. It can, it can grow by dealing with some of the old hurts and pains. But if she doesn't want to, I don't want to press her into a place that is going to be detrimental. So then it will just stay here. I heard someone say once, um, God will allow you to settle on whatever level you're comfortable with. And so I just took that and applied it to the relationship with my mom. I said, well, we'll settle on an emotional level that you're comfortable with, and I will keep pressing. And my job is to make my relationship with my children Mm -hmm. the best that it can be. That's what I desire. Yeah, yeah. And I give her the freedom to have the relationship the way she desires it. As long as it is not disrespectful to me, Mm -hmm. 
it is what it is. It's yeah. the best that it can possibly be. Yeah. It can only be that when both people are willing to deal. Absolutely. Openly and honestly. Absolutely. Woo, man. Mm-hmm. Talk mm-hmm. about fire. Ooh, man, yeah. this is some good conversation. Family, thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. Uh, Full Circle meets lessons from the journey. You know how we do it every second Saturday of the month. Um, it is... We're continuing the relationship series, and this one is a good one. It's the day before Mother's Day, and we're talking about mother-daughter relationships um, and how do we cultivate a better relationship if you don't have one or if you don't have a great one. And then nurturing. I want to also mm-hmm. talk about nurturing the ones that are good because yeah. I don't want I don't want to always I don't want this to be about everything's bad because everything's not bad. No. You know, so I want to talk about cultivating those positive relationships that mothers and daughters have. Um, so join us again. You can follow the show right now on Facebook Live on the Full Circle page. It's Full Circle 975. Share it with your friends and family. Again, this is a great conversation to have with the friends and family. Um, we'll be right back with more conversation after this family. Don't go nowhere. And then shout out to the people that are still online giving their comments. Thank you so much for supporting you can do the same again go to the facebook page full circle 975 we'll be right back after this if you have something to add to the conversation drop us a line at full circle 975 at gmail.com and she's back empowering women one conversation at a time this is full circle with miss wanda it is full circle. Thank you so much for staying with the program. I am your host, Miss Wanda, friend to the show, Gloria Bailey Ray. Gloria, you still there? I am still here. Yes. yes, absolutely. Ladies, first of all, happy Mother's Day to the both of you. This is one of the dopest shows that I've had the chance to sit in on. I'm probably loving it. I wanted to go back and just make a couple of comments. There's three quick comments, if I could. Um, the first one is, I think that we all need to recognize, whether you're young, old, middle-aged, whatever, that our parents did the best that they could with what they had. You know, uh, kids don't come with books, so there's no how-to. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is sometimes we have those estranged relationships, and even when you apologize, we have to recognize that our kids are no longer our kids. They are adults, and when you have... I, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience. When you have said, I apologize for everything that you feel like that I have done, I'm sorry. I did the best that I could. I hope that at some point you'll find it in your heart to forgive me for, you know, what, whatever you have felt that I have done towards you. And you've got to be able to move on as a parent. That's, that's the other thing. And then the third thing is we need to also recognize that sometimes people – continue to play, uh, you know, this vignette over and over and over in their head, even when they're 30, 40, 50, and they allow it to erode other relationships, which also plays into their relationships with their children. At the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. And so for you know, these moms or mothers who are out there, yeah, I think that there, you know, there are certain things that people, the expectations of how you're supposed to be a mom, but the reality of it is, is all of us, we're unique, we're different. You know, for me being raised in the South, I had a different type of parenting than people who were raised on the West Coast. So I I just want to say that sometimes, even with all the apologies and all the other things, what we have to do and what 
what I realized I needed to do, I had to work on myself. So even after I acknowledged whatever it is that my kids felt like I didn't do right as a parent, the only thing I can say is until you walk 10 miles in my shoes, then and only then sometimes will they understand what it is that I've gone through. And unfortunately, as parents, we hide from our children the the struggles that we go through, you know, because kids don't see all of that. You know, we're not showing our kids that, hey, I'm out here working two and a half jobs to keep a roof over your head or to pay bills or to give you those things. And kids, sometimes they will never understand that. But you know it, you understand it, and you have to be okay with it. And all I can say is I did the best I could with what I had, and my hope is that you will grow up to be a contributing uh, adult to society and that you will take the good that you felt that I did as a parent and use it and the bad that you will toss out and build your own way with your own children. So those were my comments, but I just tell you, Miss Sean, you know, Miss Wanda, you guys are like on point, dope, keep it moving. I love it. And I want to encourage every sister that's out there that's listening and brothers too, you know what, always believe in yourself. And what I'm seeing with you ladies, you guys dope. That's all I can say. You dope. So I'm going to follow you wherever you are. Okay? <laughs> Just know that. So thank, thank you for allowing me to make those comments. Be well. Be blessed. Thank you so much, Gloria. Friend to the show, Gloria Bailey Ray. Also got to give a shout out to her. Gloria was dropping some knowledge, and she does that on her show, Real Talk with Lady G, every Thursday night, 6 p.m. on Spreaker. Um, man, that's how she breaks it down. But, you know, I love how she said, you know, our, we have to understand that our children at some point when they become adults then they have to maneuver through their own world you can give them the apology you can give them the explanation and have that conversation with them but you have to allow them just like we have to allow people us to process however it is we're going to process you can't you don't have control over that process for them you have to give them what it is you're going to give them and then you have to move forward so thank you so much for those words again don't forget to check out Real Talk with Lady G every Thursday 6pm on Spreaker and you can look at that get that app in the Apple Store or in the Google Play Store it's called Spreaker 6pm Real Talk with Lady G thank you so much for sharing 97.5 hello that's me Sean turn your camera around your phone around I'm trying to but it you won't alright so did you Lady G really dropped some gems She dropped some really, I loved how she said that, you know, giving your adult children that time to process however it is they need to process. And then the same thing with us, too, is when we have to go to someone, and in this case, we're talking mothers and daughters, if we have to go to our mom with that that stuff that we need to unearth for ourselves we have to give them time to process because remember miss Cresha had mentioned earlier what if the parent doesn't want to hear it give them time to process however and we also allow ourselves the time to process you know unfortunately we have this kind of fantasy in our minds of when i apologize it's going to be all good and we're going to be all come all together and it's going to be all great but sometimes that's not the case people process and and heal at different rates we have to allow people the time to do that you know i just think about that and this is totally kind of off topic but for some reason this popped into my head as an analogy is you see people i i watch you know not a lot, but I am intrigued by those finding your long loss, especially when people are looking for their birth parents that are, have been adopted. And I, it's it's interesting how sometimes you'll see a 
child find their birth parent and then they have this amazing relationship. And then other times you'll see a child find their birth parent and it's a struggle. It's mm-hmm. like they're really a stranger and you want, you know, they're like, how come they're still not accepting me? I remember this lady saying that. How come my dad still isn't accepting me? And you have to give him give them time to process. And so I just think about that. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of the same analogies. You have to give people time to process in their own space and time. I also like what Gloria said when she was talking about, of course, we mentioned that parents have done the best that they could. You know, again, I used to tell my son that all the time. I didn't get the manual when I left the hospital with you. UCSF was not giving out manuals that day, I guess, because I didn't get the parent manual. So Mm -hmm. you have to work with me on some of these things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, um, oh, my phone just totally crashed. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, we have to make sure that, um, you know, we're doing the we're all doing the best that we can. And we're doing what from our vantage point what is good or what we think is the best. Mm -hmm. You know, we might've grown up one way and said, when I become a parent, I'm not going to be that kind of parent. I'm going to be this. Right. So we have our own perspectives, our own vantage points. And, you know, we just have to be able to give each other. It all comes down to giving each other grace. Great. It comes down to grace. I I can't say it any more simple than that. Just comes down to grace. It it is about, um, understanding it's grace, but some, I, I want to say this, I want to be very cautious. Uh-huh. Some people had a more difficult childhood than just my parents was not nice. Or, yeah. oh, you know, some yeah. people had some very scarring challenges, which make that relationship very difficult. And when you go to the person who was supposed to provide the protection and you can't get an empathy or even a conversation, that is a hard road to travel to forgiveness and um, and to having an intimate relationship with well, them. You have to deal with the rejection of that. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. dealing with rejection on top of the childhood trauma, on top of the confusion that this is supposed to be the person I'm supposed to, and then I'm still in this parental relationship that I, I don't know how to grow from. Mm-hmm. That is complex. And mo- a lot of children that had hard childhoods are suffering from something called complex PTSD. It makes the relationship super challenging. So I just want to implore everyone that in this season, heal. Mm-hmm. Do your own healing mm-hmm. and don't worry about the parent. I'm mm-hmm. talking literally to the child. Don't worry about the parent. Honor the position. Do your work and let God lead you. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if that re- if, if that relationship is going to be restored to wholeness, it will only be through a relationship with God and through a lot of empathy, compassion, and humility. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about getting to the road to reconciliation. Absolutely. Getting to the road to reconciliation and reconciling doesn't mean that you're giving someone permission for the bad things that they that that have transpired in your relationship. It is just reconciling the fact that I've dealt with this 
Mm-hmm. I've given whatever I, you know, given it over to God to, to heal me, to help me heal through that and then move forward. It doesn't mean that you have to develop or continue a relationship with someone that has hurt you in the past. If that's not where God's leading you, because I used to struggle with that one in having relationships with people that have hurt me and always feeling like I the reconciliation meant that I have to continue to have them in my life. Once I gave my right. permi- myself permission to not have people in my life that I don't I just don't choose to have a relationship with you I don't hate you I don't Mm-mm. any of that I just don't choose to have that relationship with you Absolutely. but then I also want to talk about what a healthy relationship a mother-daughter relationship looks like and it looks like communication it looks like mm-hmm. being able to share you know we have talked a lot about not being able to share with your child um, the things that you've gone through but being able to be open to be able to allow your child especially if you have adult children to share their experience with you and not take it personally, not blame yourself, not Mm -hmm. get, you know, have find any type of fault in you. You know, it's not about, sometimes it's not about you and and, in the long, in the long run, it's not about you. It's about healing. Mm -hmm. So if I need to tell you that this is the thing, Mm -hmm. these are the things that I'm going Mm -hmm. through, I have gone through, or even, you know, I make this decision this way because when I was a kid, I saw this, I'm not blaming you. I just need you to know this is my perspective and where I'm coming from. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. It's interesting because as you were talking about this, I saw in my spirit, um, I, I worked at a company and I was a manager at the time. I had just been given the management position. And when I went to go um, meet with my boss, you know, on my first day in this managerial role, he said to me, let me be very clear with you, Sean Brown. If there is a problem in your department, uh-huh. I don't want to hear about the people that report to you. I only want to hear about your solution. And as a parent, we are in a role where we are managers of these kids. So healthy relationship, you asked me. I knew I was going to have to answer to God for what I did with my children. So I went to my daughter, and I was very clear with her Uh that um, I'm sorry right away. And I asked her. Can you feel me as a parent? Do you feel me in your emotions? Mm. And she said, Mommy, I'm sorry, I don't. Mm. And um, that began an apology. And I was also able to say to her, I'm, one, I'm sorry. Two, will you give me the opportunity to grow in intimacy with you? Because it's something I didn't have and I don't know how. So are you open to giving us an opportunity to grow in this? She said, yeah, that was a, it was a huge beginning. And it was scary for me to go and admit that emotionally I hadn't done a good job in connecting with my child. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's a, a, a point uh, that I want to make is that healing means I give people the space to share their truth. Mm-hmm. And then I also, if I see where I have caused an issue, I need to go to that person. Yeah. You know, even in a friendship. Isn't that how we do our friendships? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think those are the things, healthy relationships. Because I'm telling you, nobody nobody did the parenting thing perfect. I don't care. So there is always room for apologies and, hey, I feel a way. And learning how to communicate with one another. As mm-hmm. a parent, me being able to go to the child and say, listen, 
um, I'm hurt in these areas. I was confused in these areas. But without condemnation, I think that's the key is communicating hurt and pain in a way that's not condemning and blaming. That Those are the hallmarks of a healthy relationship to me. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing's perfect. We're looking for healthy, not perfect, I think. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. Yeah. I, you know, I want to focus again a little bit more on the positive. Um, when you come out on the other side, right? When you are, you've, you've gotten the healing, your relationship is on the mend, is making sure that you communicate, making sure that you have those conversations. And, you know, sometimes, and I tell this to my clients and, and people that I, I train all the time, is that you have to sometimes draw ground rules, even in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are things about my life that are more delicate for you to hear as my parent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of because re- we have a good as humans have a good tendency of just reacting. Right. right? So maybe sometimes you have to draw ground rules um, to your relationship in order to make it help that, you know, move on to all from all of the pain. Right. And again, it's not an overnight thing, but once you start to move on and develop heal, you know, start to walk in a healing journey, draw those boundaries and it's okay. It's okay to say, okay, I know that this conversation because of what my parent went through, it's more delicate for me to address with them. So, you know, I do want to share this with you, but, you know, let me know when it's to the point where you can't, you know, like, okay, that's good. I I can only, you know what I mean? I I think it's about giving people what you want in any relationship. If I got to give you what I expect from you. So it, and I think, uh, I, I also think too, you will get as parents, the respect from your children when we give them the respect. The Bible it tells us too. Um, don't ex- don't um, antagonize your children. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways we antagonize them. So I don't want anybody to believe that there's this perfect relationship. It's learning how to be in relationship winter, summer, spring, and fall. Mm-hmm. No matter how old we get, it's not perfect. There's always room for challenges, and as we grow through, it's learning how to deal with them. Learning how to to dance with each other in the sun, in the sunlight and learning how to weather the, the storms of life as well. That's the hallmark to me of a mature relationship because none of there's ne- not perfect all the time. Right. I don't know any relationship that's perfect all the time. So when I look at COVID, it has given us the ability to reconnect, to play games together, to have family conversation times. We're watching movies together. And then my daughter and I are, are talking through some of the challenging things and maybe even it allows us to cry together, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that for me, it lets my daughter see me as human. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I want I want mothers to be seen as human. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're humans. We hurt. And, and a lot of time mothers, especially single mothers, are dealing with um their own relationship challenges that are unhealed. Yeah. And so as, as, as we get, as we get older as daughters and we hear our mother's stories, it gives us the opportunity to give them empathy. And I think that is, that breathes a lot of life into a relationship. Yeah. Mom, I see you. It would be great. I think as a daughter to tell your mother, I see you. 
I see your pain. I see your struggle. Thank you. And I think maybe that might open up the door for the mother to say, I see your struggle too. Oh man, that's good. That's a good word. That's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Seeing each other is, is everything. And I, like I said, at the top of the show, mm-hmm. I see my mother's journey and I see her challenges and I see her struggles. And I'm so thankful for every single aspect of them yeah. because they make me who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. man i know you know i know usually after our shows i gotta go home and take a nap because it's just so emotional and and just so much energy put into it's not work it's energy in making sure people have the tools because this show is about giving you the tools to make that informed decision for yourself whatever that looks like and it's mm-hmm. a lot of energy sometimes to push out this information mm-hmm. so that you do have the the tools so that you can start to walk in healing and freedom and um it's man this is it's it's some definitely some good stuff you know it's interesting too because my brother Julio in South Africa he's a pastor there in South Africa and he had asked me I would love for you to come and talk to the women of our church about the mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. So all the way in South Africa, the mother-daughter relationship is one that needs discussing. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that it is one that is just a United States issue. I think it is one that has um, challenged challenged the world really mm-hmm. and, and it has gone largely untalked about yeah yeah it, yeah it is just like we talked about earlier culturally it mm-hmm. is also um just yeah it's wherever there's a parent there's a child and there's a parent-child relationship whether again that's a biological whether that's adoptive whether that's step whether that's uh you know um what they call in loco parentis where someone is just taking care of someone acting in that parental role wherever the relationships period right Mm -hmm. wherever Mm -hmm. there is relationship there is a uh possibility because not saying all relationships but there is a possibility that there can be an issue or some friction or something. And so today we just want to talk about how do you start to have that conversation? Um, And then, you know, again, I just keep wanting to go back to healthy mother daughter relationships because there are those that I absolutely admire. I, I, you know, I go and go and laugh and joke with my mom, you know, over there. Did you see this on Facebook or whatever? And and laugh and joke. And I appreciate the relationship I have with her. And I see some other, I have some other close friends, like I said, that have really close relationships with their mom. Their mom's their best friend and all that. I love seeing that as well. And then I have friends that have these really strange, strained relationships with their mom. And those are the friends that Uh, It breaks my heart to see that happening Um, because this is the person that gave birth in this case, gave birth to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's a strained relationship. And I just hate to see that happen with any relationship. Hate to see those things happening. Um, Man, it's it's there's so much good stuff to still unpack in this. And we've got like 10 minutes so what do we want to say or what do you want to say? And I'll say my own on what do we want to leave the people with? I just I want to leave people first with your mother. You only get one. And watching my mother after losing her mother 
and still seeing her as I sometimes when she talks about my grandmother, it's like I see my mother as a child. Mm -hmm. So no matter what they you feel happened or whatever happened, honor them, honor the position the same way you would honor a boss. Um, And then if you are a mother yourself, put your look at your child and what job you did. So that helps me when I look at my mother is to look at my child and the job I have done and continue to do. And that is what I feel like creates a full circle of wholeness is when everybody looks at themselves and their choices and responsibilities. As long as we stay accountable to our own relationships, it makes it much easier for us to build healthier relationships with the people in our lives. I want to leave that with you. Man, that's Focus good. Focus on your ability to relate. How are you doing? Yeah. And from there, give out what you want to receive and watch what happens. Yeah. I think what I want to leave is the thing that the lesson that I've learned, especially over the last three years, is just to let people be. Right. So maneuvering and manipulating or maneuvering in relationship is um, can be very interesting. And, and, you know, especially when we talk about an intimate relationship such as a parent and a child. Um, For me, you know, I have an adult son. And so we have we have these really rich. I've shared some of that. I mean, we have like some intense, deep conversations sometime. And it's interesting to see how his mind works. And sometimes when he's talking, I'm like, I wonder if I influence that thought, not making it about me, but just I wonder if the things that I did, the things that he saw um, influence those thoughts. So then I think, okay. How do I start to allow him to have his own opinion and be his own person and still be his parent? And so I just started learning to respect and let people be who they're going to be. Right. Um, And so once I started doing that, really, truly allowing myself to be who I am and be present in the relationships I want to be present in and to um, allow the people in relationship that I'm in relationship with to be who they are, like not try to change anyone, allow me to give you what I need to give you as my truth Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. allow you to process that. And same thing when you're giving me your truth, allow, you know, uh, giving myself space to process that. But overall, just allowing people to be who they are. Living in the reality, what I hear is living in the reality of what it is. Not what you hoped for, not yeah. what you want it to be, yeah. not what you wish it to be. Right. But literally, this is the reality of what's, what is. Now let's respond yeah. to that reality. Yeah. And allowing God, because it, it did, well, it's not me. It's right. all the steps that I've done to get to this point of healing in my life and in my relationships. It has definitely been God showing me, me. I, I'll ask him to show me me. Because that's a big thing. Um, But it's been him pruning, as we talked about earlier, those things when there's a hurt. Do I deal with that? Do I cut it off? Like what, like really allowing him to mold me to be this person where I can be in this place where I can let it go. 
and not right. continue to fester on it or be bothered. So, you know, those mother-daughter relationships, they can be strained. They can be wonderful and they can be anywhere in between. Um, but what we're encouraging you is to wherever you are in that path in your life with your mother, is we know that they did the best they could and we as parents did the best we could and we already talked about there is no there was no manual we just did is trial and error sorry children your trial and error we're all trial and error children right oh that didn't work <laughs> so let's let's not do that again for little johnny right but you know it's really just wherever you are in your relationship with your mom if it's not good pray and ask God to help you to heal it, right? And to heal yourself, right? He'll heal it, but you can heal yourself. If you ask God for that, that courage, that strength, that, the, that wisdom and that discernment to walk through healing, the healing's not going to be easy. Sometimes you may need to leave that relationship behind. And unfortunately, maybe it might be your parent. If the, if the relationship is not serving you, and sometimes we might walk away from a relationship that's not serving us now, but allow God to 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 put get in the mix because just because it's not working right now doesn't mean that he can't restore it. He cannot reconcile you to each other and he cannot have the glory in restoring a relationship that was not well, even that even if that's with your parent. So that's, that's, that's my, that's kind of like my final word is just, you know, allow God to heal those places, those hurts, those wounds, be able to express those, um, you know, set those ground rules, express those, but don't hold someone accountable for your healing. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I don't care who it is. Nobody can heal you. Nobody. You have to choose it. It is a choice every day to get up and decide because healing is a hard work. That means you actually have to look at yourself. You have to, and, and you may have to go back into some areas of trauma. Um, and even you might have to let go of some of the good things in order to embrace some other areas that bring you to an even greater relationship if you already have good ones. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, God prunes off even the good branches. He prunes back so that they bear even more fruit. Yeah. I, in this season, in this relationship series, want to see people's relationships bear fruit. It is the most, it is the most important thing that God has given us is the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if the relationships don't bear fruit, then I don't care how much money you have on earth, life is not successful. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Are we can we take any more calls? Cause, yeah, uh, I was trying to I was waiting for uh, my friend Shandell to call because she has one of the greatest relationships I've seen a mother and I, I can't they're, wait. They're so close. I just sent her the number. So I'm hoping that she calls in. Got to give a shout out to our folks that are on Facebook Live. What's up to my friend hey, in Facebook. all the way in San Diego, Sarah Lopez. I love you so much, Sarah. Thank you so hey, much for joining. Sarah. Hopefully this is Shandell. So I'll, you're going to have to hang okay. up. And hang up. Uh, you know how we do. <laughs> 97.5. Hello. Oh, hello. This is Shandell. How hey, are you? how are you doing, Shandell? I'm great. Happy early Mother's Thank you. Thank you. And same to you. I wanted you to call in because I wanted to finish the show on a note of what a wonderful relationship with your mom looks like. And I was I see you and your mom on Aww. social media all the time. What are some of the keys that you guys kind of use to make your relationship work? You know what, honestly, it took work to get to that point. 
because we didn't always have that type of relationship. I had to look at um, generationally how things were, um, like with my mother and her mother, and then how my grandmother's relationship was with her mother. So it took a lot of work. Like coming up, we didn't have, I mean, we've always had a, a close relationship, but we didn't have the relationship that we have now. And it came from a lot of communication and having really hard talks about how we feel, especially how I feel towards certain things. But to answer your question, um, please don't repeat the question for me. I'm sorry. So just what are some of the tools that you and your you use in order for you and your mom to have this great relationship? You guys are always out having so much fun, celebrating each other, and it just seems like you guys have this real close. And then, like you said, you know, it took some work to get there. So, But what are some of the tools you use to stay there? Honestly, communication and then just really having a compromise. So really talking about, like, what is it that she likes and then talking about what is it that I like and then really making it a point to just share those common interests with each other because we found that we have a lot of commonalities. So we just we just explode on that. Like, she likes music? Okay, let's go to a concert. You like to sit in the sunny half seat? Let's sit in the sunny half seat. You like reading? Let's read. You know, we just, we find things that we like and we just make it happen. And we honestly, after the work was done, we have a genuinely good time together. We do a lot of talking and a lot of laughing. That is so awesome. That's so wonderful that you you take the time out to see what each other, your likes and your dislikes. And I think for, for parents, a lot of times we don't take that, or even as children, we don't take into consideration the things that our parents like or don't like, they're old or whatever it is, or we just don't have that relationship with it. So I love how you cultivate that. What do you like? You like to read. We like to do this. We like to do these things together. We have things in common. And you guys go out and do it. And it looks like you have a great time. So I just wanted, I just wanted the world to hear that because I you're, oh, that's a relationship you. that I admire. You know how much I, I, I just love you. And I just love, you know, following you on, on social media and seeing you and your mom. And shout out to your mom who had a birthday earlier this week. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think she's my best friend. She really is. Because when you think about it, like, regardless of what relationships we have with our parents, like, your mom is really your writer. Because no matter how good or bad the communication is, like, nobody's really going to have your back like your mom. And the the moment we as children really realize that, we can really take a look and it's like, okay, you know what? This person really has my back. Let me take time to really get to know who they are. Not just as my mom, but who is she as a person, as a woman? Because she can shed so much light and knowledge on stuff. And I I mean, like I said, she's my best friend. I don't know what I do without her. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for calling it. I'm so glad you were able to call in and share that. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Oh, yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, man, I just wanted to end on that note of just a positive, you know, a positive relationship with a mother and daughter. Like I said, I, I follow Shandell. She's actually my friend. I'm not stalking her, but I follow her on social media, and I see her and her mom out a lot, really doing a lot of cool things. And it just seems like they genuinely enjoy being around each other. And that's how we want it to be. You know, this is full circle. That's how we're doing it. Is that you, Sean? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Call back. Um, so that's how, you know, that's how we just wanted to t- shed light on that today. There you go. You back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, all right. So we just wanted to shed light on that, you know, that relationship. And if it's, again, if it's not in a good place, how do you start to get it into a good place? And if it's in a great place, how do you cultivate and continue to move forward? So that's how we're doing it. Next month, we are doing this again, but with fathers. Get ready, y'all. Because it's going to be fire. And I'm just going to say it on the air. Corona be damn. We're going to be in the studio. We we just going to pray that you are going to be here with me live. We have got another amazing episode. We're talking about the relationship with fathers next month on Full Circle Meets Lessons from the Journey. All right, Shawnee Boo. I love you, boo. I love love you you as well. Thank you, family, so much for listening again. Don't forget to follow the show on social media. Find the show on Instagram and Facebook at Full Circle 975. I will still post this up to podcast, although you can go back and watch the live on the page now. Shout out to our amazing producer, Tisha Holman. Thank you so much. If you are a church looking for a social media strategy, make sure you check out Mind Your Business LLC. Go to her page. Check it out. Um, And just, you know, family, thank you so much for listening. I know that this has been hard being in the house. I don't know. I've been in the house since March 15th. So I know you, a lot of you have been in probably just as long and I know it gets frustrating, but know that we are in this together. We want to make sure that we get, when we get back out there, we're doing it the right way so that we don't all have to go back in for a longer period of time. So with that, wash your hands, make sure you use your hand sanitizer, put your mask on, be safe. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We love you and um, peace. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you as well. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.